Are you a non-native English-speaking entrepreneur who wants to take your business to the next level? Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, if only I could speak the language better, I would be a lot further along? When I first came to Germany from California and started my own business, I asked myself the very same question. The common thing that stands in the way of us improving our skills in our business and language communication is fear. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's possible for you to improve your English and grow your business at the same time. I've created a method that is not only fast and efficient, brain-friendly and fun, but will also connect you with other like-minded entrepreneurs at the same time. It's a win-win situation. I'm Sharon Kuster, and this is English for Entrepreneurs. Our guest today comes from miles away across the ocean in Osaka, Japan. He is from Florida and has been living and doing business in Japan for about 12 years now. He owns a vintage kimono studio and photography studio and has a lot to share about running a business with us in a foreign country. Welcome, Brandon Godbold. Hey, uh, nice to be here. I, I hope I have a lot to share, but uh, I, I, I wonder. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I can't wait. Let's start by sharing a fun fact about you. Fun facts. Well, I don't know if it's fun, but given the fact that the business that I'm in is very, I guess you could say artistic, my wife and I approach it in a very left brain way. Mm -hmm. Left brain way of looking at a right brain activity. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, how that w would work with your photography? Oh, well, whenever my wife uh, approaches, uh, she, she's the main photographer in our studio, and she's the one that um, has developed the process, and we work on it together. Whenever we approach it, we actually talk extensively about uh, the angles of light and where they're going to be uh, reflecting from, and then going through like multiple iterations of slight adjustments in order to, you know, set up, for example, a staging area uh, mm -hmm. before anyone has set foot on it, as well as, uh, you know, looking at the, I guess, the symmetry of the different patterns we choose and the different backgrounds, pictures, um, or, and even props as well. Uh, sometimes we've even got down to the point of measuring the lengths of certain prop kimonos um, and, or in, I'm sorry, katanas and prop fans to make sure that they'll fit within a certain ratio, uh, geometrically speaking, in, in the photo. So it's, it seems kind of, we're kind of really weird dorks about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're in the business with your wife, Siaka. Is that right? Sayaka. Is that, did I say that correctly? Sayaka. Uh, Sayaka, yes, yes. Yes, great. That's interesting. She's she's is she a fifty percent partner? Oh, for sure. Uh, definitely. <laughs> There's no way uh, I could be do it without her. Um, she takes care of all the photography things. She is the the head photographer, as well as she is in charge of both dressing and and helping source all the kimonos. Um, it, basically, anything that takes place inside that studio, photography speaking, she has final say on. Wow. Um, I, I help out with the design of the website we discuss and uh, plan our finances and our growth projections and and marketing and things such as that um i also help out with and anything else she tells me to do <laughs> <laughs> yes okay good so um how long has your business been open now 
Uh, we opened in 2015, so we've been mm -hmm. open uh, about five years now, or a bit over five years. And so you're kind of transitioning now with a pandemic, but you've had a, a store, an actual place for people to go. Is that right? Yes. So we started off 2015 with our actual physical location mm -hmm. that we've had for the past five years. But very early on in this pandemic, uh, we decided for the safety of both our, our staff and our clients mm -hmm. uh, to shutter our doors until the situation has resolved. Um, it's a bit of a bittersweet situation because mm -hmm. we're sad to shutter this location, albeit even if it's temporarily. However, we have found to our you know, joy that we've outgrown that location and we're actually looking for a bigger location anyway. Um, so we just decided to take this time to, to do so. Uh, we are going to be closed until then. So we're thinking of it as a very, very extensive remodel. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a big job and, and a new creative possibility for your business. Yeah, we hope so. We, we have some ideas in the works that we're thinking about how we're going to adapt to this new environment because i'm sure even after corona has died down i'm sure it's still going to be with us so we're thinking about the future how we're going to adapt our business um, yes. to this environment very important can you just tell us a little bit about the vintage kimonos and how you connect with your customers when they come in and your clients online for example or oh sure um well our vintage kimonos uh are, are not really bought in a shop. We actually source them individually. We mm -hmm. uh, go out and we tend to meet people, especially uh, older Japanese ladies that we meet either through friends or family or sometimes just chance and uh, counters. Mm -hmm. And they have these beautiful old kimonos that they had when they were younger that are now just kind of sitting, wasting away in their houses. So, mm -hmm. um, we purchased from them and give them a new lease on life as they were. So they're pretty happy to know that their kimonos are now being enjoyed by a new generation of people and being able to spread Japanese culture uh, to multiple countries. Yes. And what it, kind of countries do you have coming to your, to your service there? Oh my goodness. We've had over 50 plus countries worth of clients come to us, uh, both from you know, North America, Europe, um, Asia, and everywhere in between. It's, it's really hard to say what country would stand out amongst all of them because we haven't really had one country that was the most, even English speakers, for example, because most of our customers tend to be, you know, towards visiting Japan. Yes. Um, there hasn't been a correlation between that. It's, it's been all, you know, all walks of life. But you're mainly an English-based business, right? Yes. Um, even our customers whose English is not their first language um, tend to communicate in English. It's, you know, the universal language that we found that works for us best. So that's, that's what ends up happening. That's great. Many of our listeners are busy entrepreneurs like yourself and professionals who are non-native English speakers, and they need to use the English language on a daily basis. What is the biggest tip you could offer someone who has or is starting a business for themselves? Ah, the biggest tip I could offer would be to simply roll with the punches because sometimes you can get really, you could fall in love with the idea in your head of what you think your business should be and how it should operate and, and what should be generating income for you. And sometimes the reality of what your clients want could be different. And so it's best to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. 
and be willing to adapt to that change. Um, sometimes you'll find unexpectedly uh, different parts of your business, which you may have originally thought was going to be a, a niche, uh, turns out to be the most profitable and the most popular part of your business. Mm. Um, as happened with us. Our photography business went through several iterations before we ended where we are now. Um, mm-hmm. And we found that we definitely found a sweet balance between making income and what we love to do. Yes, and it's wonderful that you can also have a very close connection when you're working with your clients who come to your oh, studio. Yes, that, that came out uh, as necessity. Like, we're really happy with that. Mm-hmm. And that was actually uh, part of the business we hadn't considered. So sometimes keeping your eye open for new opportunities is good. Uh, mm-hmm. Because in our situation, our first studio is actually quite small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because in Japan, of course, you know, property is, you know, at a premium, it's very expensive mm-hmm. and we weren't sure how the business would go or not. So we decided to take a very minimalist approach and get the bare minimum of what we needed space wise. And that forced us into a situation where we ended up having to become a lot more up close and personal with our, you know, with our customers than we've originally planned. Mm-hmm. But we found that actually to be our strong point because now we're able to make a very more intimate connection with each one of them. And so, yeah. so instead of providing a simple cookie cutter experience like they would get at another place um, mm-hmm. that might be bigger, each session is almost like a private individualized session for that client. So personalized. Like very personalized. So they feel like they've had a wonderful time. We get to know them. And as such, we adapt the photos we're taking to their style. We don't have a set amount of poses that we make them do. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer some guidance, but very mm-hmm. quickly we find that our customers will start guiding themselves. And then before the end of it, we're laughing and taking photos and capturing moments that are much more natural that they normally wouldn't have gotten if they had just simply, you know, had it been a different situation. So in the end, we're really grateful for the opportunity to have to adapt to the situation we had. Yes, I'm really ready to make an appointment with you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your insights today, Brandon. I can't wait to have you join me again for a deeper dive into learning more about you and your business. And maybe oh, even Sayaka will join us next time. Oh, I hope I can talk her into it. <laughs> that would be great. Can you tell us how to get in touch with you if our listeners want more information? Uh, certainly. As I said, right now we're closed until Corona is finished um, or at least died down. But if you wanted to get in touch, you would simply send an email to info at kimono-wasabi.com. So that's I-N-F-O at Mark Kimono, K-I-M-O-N-O-Wasabi, W-A-S-A-B-I. Perfect. Thank you so much. No problem. It was a real pleasure to have you here today, and I look forward to our next interview. Oh, me too. Can't wait. Hey, thank you for joining us this week on English for Entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to visit iTunes and like and subscribe, and please tell your friends all about it too. Stay tuned next week for more fun and valuable tips on improving your English for business.